Hi, it's me, Daniel. Uh, fucking bit more peppy, Dan. Come on. Bonus content. If you wait till the end of the show, then there'll be bonus content. I just thought I'd let you know there's gonna be bonus content. If you wait around till the end, then there'll be bonus content. You know I consider you all my personal friends, that's why I'm telling you about the bonus content. Bonus content. Bonus, 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 bonus. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, bonus content. Keep your eye out. But hi, everyone. How's it going? It's me, Daniel K, the host of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. You know what it is by now. Should we just get straight into it? You know what we're playing. You've seen the episode. We're playing fucking hell. <laughs> what like a fire top mountain? I'm sorry, everyone. This is um this is almost like a contractually obli- ob- a contractual obli- ob- 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 observation. What's a t- contractual ob- obligation episode where I have the time to record, which is such a rare thing for me. Ah, oh, and I jumped at the opportunity. Oh, uh, I, I yeah, I'm really excited about having the time to record an episode. I so seldom have the time, but man, oh man, am I not feeling it. I'm coming down with something. I got cold symptoms, but I've had them for a goddamn week. I choose to believe that I've got something uh, terribly bad, but my immune system and my health overall is so uh, strong and, in fact, above average that it just feels like a little cold. And if I was anybody else, I'd be uh, completely bedridden, unable to move. But because I'm the uh, striking picture of health that I am, I'm I'm here. Just taking a couple of days off work. Talking into a microphone. But yeah, man oh man, I'm not 100%. The energy levels maybe are a little bit low, but maybe that's okay. Maybe if I hadn't said anything, you wouldn't notice. And maybe it's okay. Let's get into it, shall we? What are we playing? Warlock of Firetop Mountain, which is the choose-your-own-adventure game book by Fighting Fantasy, which has been converted into an amazing app, which you should download on your phone and play yourselves. Uh, There's a free one. I should have... Uh, I think I mentioned this in the first episode, but you get the app, right? And then you got to buy the books individually. I think the app is free. I, I'm not going to check, though. I don't remember if the app is free or if the op- app, app costs money, but I know that the, you then have to buy the game books individually, um, I think. Yeah, you have to buy the game books individually, but there's one game book on there which you can play a point and click choose no choose your own game book adventure which you can play for free called black sails blood for uh, pirates or whatever something like that so you can go ahead and get the fighting fantasy app on your phone and play it for free where were we we were stuck in a maze last time do you remember i remember we were stuck in a maze I first was afraid of going north because there was going to be an ogre, and then I got so frustrated with how lost I was in the maze that I didn't care. I tried to go north. I met some gnomes. I walked around. I got completely lost. I didn't know where on earth I was, and then gas came from the ceiling or something, and then I passed out. Stone... uh, Stone... Stone dead? No. Stone passed out on the floor. Of the maze. And now I'm hoping that when I come to, I'll be not in the maze. That's what I'm hoping. There's every chance that I'll still be in the maze and that this episode is just going to be me being equally as lost for the entire half hour or 45 minutes or however long I can sustain the episode. Um, 
But he, yeah, here we go. So the ambience, the ambience has started. You poke around looking for signs of a secret door, but you can't find one. You pause to ponder your situation, and then a small jet of gas hisses from the ceiling. You cough and choke to clear your lungs, but collapse to your knees, you fucking dickhead. Your head spins, and then you flop to the floor in an unconscious heap. And when you come to, you look around in an unfamiliar place. Turn to page four. So that's where we're up to. Are we ready to start? Let me just take a little sip of my lime cordial. Yum. Alright, turn to page four. Here we are. You find yourself in a north-south corridor. To the north, the passage turns east some metres ahead. I can investigate. Turn to page 46. Or, it says, to the south, the passageway also turns east. Turn to page 332. Alright, so I guess I want to investigate. You're standing in a short east-west passageway. This isn't... We're not still in the maze, are we? With a door! No, a door blocking the way to the east. To the west, the passage turns southwards after several metres. Uh, go through the door. 206. We're going through the door. I'm stepping through the door. I'm going through a door. What's that from? Let's step through the door. There's a song that has stepped through. It's Plan B. Something and I fucking get car. It's a fucking wasted and I got the blah. How does that go? Oh, I peeped them with me and I'm having a blast. I'm feeling so fucking good right now. I want it to last. So I put my phone on silent and I refill my glass. The music's so fucking banging, feel like I wanna dance. I'm in the bar. I'm so fucking banging, man. I got it to cops. I got a fire fucking banging, man. I want it to blast. I'm in the bar and I see this chick checking me out. Yeah, plan B. Editor Dan, please save whatever noises I just made. Save it with the, the plan B edit. Edit it in. And did you include the bit where he says go through the door? So if you didn't, stick that in right here, please. Yeah, without that bit, that wouldn't have made any sense. I just started, like, rattling off some crazy Plan B gibberish. The music's so fucking banging, but I wanted to last. Yeah. That's a pretty good song. I enter a square room. In the center of the room is a gray-haired old man sitting at a desk. Oh, shit, is this a sorcerer? His desk is covered in papers and parchment. Parchment of various sorts, and he holds a long quill pen. He's surrounded by books. Thousands of them line the shelves around the walls, from floor to ceiling. As you enter, he looks up at you. Will he recognize you? If you've been in this room before, turn to page 284. Nope, it's it's grayed out. I can't turn. If not, 341. Oh, yeah. He doesn't. The old man glares at you as you enter the room. You may either apologize, explain that you lost your way and leave through either the door in the east wall or the door in the south wall. Turn to page 46 for 392. Alternatively, you may try to talk to the old man. If you want to talk to him, you can either be pleasant or you can demand that he answer your questions. Is Fredwood pleasant? Fredwood, I think, is really pleasant. But we could just also leave. Imagine that. Imagine just leaving. No, I've been lost in a maze. I'm going to be really pleasant to him. Yeah, I know that's the vanilla answer. Guess what, listeners? Vanilla is delicious. I love vanilla. Oh, some vanilla. 
a little bit of um, homemade chocolate sauce, if it's ice cream we're talking about, in a bowl, it's the tastiest dessert you've ever had. Vanilla ice cream with homemade, your mum's homemade chocolate sauce that she makes. And then, um, sure, you can have it uh, hot on the day that she makes it, but if you come back and visit, visit your mum, she's got some in the fridge still. Cold chocolate sauce, homemade chocolate sauce that she cooked on the stovetop the day before on some ice cream for dinner. Oh my god. So let's be nice to the old man. Even though it's the vanilla option, it's the option that I'm taking. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. 220. Yes, here we come, old page. He is enraged by your pleasantries. What the fuck, man? You got. He waves his hand in the air and mumbles a few strange syllables and then points at you and you feel your head spinning and you pass out. You awaken in a dead-end passage, turn to 171. He does what? Why did he do that? Well, you know what? You know what? It sure is easy to take the easy option, isn't it? And to be pleasant, like you would like to be pleasant. So, I guess this is the game book rewarding the people who chose to make their character something more than just the base, happy-go-lucky hero character. You know? To, to uh, pick the path less traveled, they would have been rewarded then. Maybe the guy who would have been like, Oh, yes, sir! Oh, he's a real strong adventurer! Bossing me around! Yes! A filthy old man, that's me! Worth nothing! Oh, yes, sir! Please come and look in my chest! Oh, it's full of gold and has a map out of the maze! Oh, tell me again what a worthless piece of filth I am! But instead I was like, Oh, excuse me! Can you help me out of the maze? He's like, Oh, what is this? This is doing nothing for me. Piss off, you little twerp. Into the dead end passage with you. Yeah, that's what happened. Turned 171. <laughs> wow, imagine me promising a low energy episode and then delivering this garbage to you in your podcast feed. Warlock of Fight on Mountain. Page 171. You're standing in the north end of a short north south passage. You are a dead end. You are a dead end is exactly what it says. I'm not kidding. Investigate the wall or go southwards? I mean, we might as well investigate the wall. Okay, we're back in the maze! What? Uh, oh, what? You you find no secret passages, but as you press the wall, you hear a click and you feel dizzy and slumped to the ground. What? This happens constantly. This game is nothing but being slumped to the ground by poison jets of gas. When you come to, the surroundings look strange. Yeah, I bet. It's because I've got brain damage and I can't see flat surfaces anymore. Just wobbling jellies of colour. You now stand at a crossroads, apparently. Is this the maze? Of course it's the maze. I'm looking at four options. Turn, uh, go north, go south, go west, go east. What am I even going to do? Do I have a die somewhere? I've got a die. I'm going to roll the die. I don't have a die. I'm going to... Just lay down a dice. Hang on. I swear I do. Of course I do. I had it for the um, Star Wars books. Where is it? Mm. Alright. You know what I've got? I've got a, a bottle cap here. A kombucha bottle cap. I'm going to flip it. It's got a white side and a gold side. If it lands on the white side, I'm going to do north or south. If it lands on the gold side, I'm doing west or east. Oh, that's the gold side, west or east. So, if it lands on the white side, I'm going to do west. If it lands on the gold side, I'm doing east. 
It's the gold side. I'm going east. 349. Done. Look at that improvised D4. Is that mathematically sound? God knows. Not me. Who who on earth... <coughs> who on earth can tell if that was literally a 1 in 4 chance for that choice that got chosen? Probably, right? Chance. Who knows? Integers. Is that an integer? You walk a few meters down... I don't know what an integer is. You walk a few meters down the passage and find yourself at a dead end. You may either return to the crossroads or investigate the end of the passage. Turn to page 30. I don't think 30 was the number that we were presented with before. So let's let's do that. A loose stone falls out to reveal a rope in the rock. Cool. Great. Finally, I'm rewarded for investigating a blank wall. If you wish to pull it, turn to page 67. If you feel it would be wiser to leave it alone... No, goddamn way! 67, here we come! You pull on the rope and a small door swings open, revealing a passage into a north-south corridor. More corridors! Ah, oh, good, I love corridors now. Will you return to the crossroads? No. Go through the secret door. You are standing in a north-south passage. To the north, you can see a passage off to the east, and to the south, the passage turns westwards, and in the west wall, in front of you is a secret door. I've lost... If I go through the secret door, will it be going back to where I was before? It probably will. 52, I recognize that number. Go back to 175, I want to go back. Walk to the crossroads, I'm going back. East was obviously a mistake, let's turn west. 79. The passage ends in front of you with a dead end. Search for secret passageway, 137. Let's do this again. Come on, game. No secret passages, but as you press the wall, you hear a click, and you feel dizzy, and you slump to the ground. 354, here we come. I'm standing now at a bend in the passage where you may either go west or south. This is just the whole rest of the series. I'm going to come back. Every month I'm going to record another episode, or it's just going to be this. Go west, 308. Go south, 52. I recognize 52. If I want to check for secret passages on the way westwards, turn to page 14. Have I been to 14 yet? Let's just go west, 308. A crossroads. And go west, 187. Um, dead end. I could investigate it. Or I could go eastwards, turn to 308 again. 171, let's investigate it. What? Yeah. What? I hear a click and I feel Disney and I slump to the ground. 267. Oh my god, oh my god, another crossroads. North, 312. You follow a long narrow passageway which goes north and then west and then north again and you eventually find yourself at a crossroads. 308 again, we're at 308. We live on page 308 now. Oh my god. Going north, 54. Through the door, 179. A picture! A minotaur! A fucking thing's gonna kill me, thank Christ! I've entered a large square room, broken pottery lies scattered all around, and one large clay vase is untouched, and is full of clear liquid, and a large bowl is full of gold pieces, and you enter the room, and the door slams behind you, and you swing around to face a strange-looking creature, half man, half bull, who's glaring at you. He's a minotaur, please fuck me up, minotaur, I don't care what happens next. Thank God I'm not in a passageway again. He stalks towards me. Woo! This is exciting. He lowers his head. Okay, I can go with this. Horns pointed at your chest and he charges. Well, let's fight the Minotaur. Fight the Minotaur, please. Fredwood, fight. 
Hit that button, Fredwood. Okay, nine stamina, nine skill. There's nothing. This guy's nothing. I rolled a four and a one, and here a three and a two, leaving me to have a 17, and here a 14. I'm gonna fight him again. I rolled a six and a four, he rolled insignificant numbers, leading me to deal him a mighty blow with my Fredwood sword. I'm gonna fight him a third time. A six and a two from me versus a four and a three. Results in me having a 20 and him a 16 and him being dealt a wound by my mighty sword. I can escape. No, I'm gonna kill the Minotaur. Snake Eyes on my behalf gets re-rolled to a 6 and a 3 versus a 6 and a 4 on his behalf. It still winds up being a 21 and a 19 in my favour. One last hit will kill the Minotaur. I could escape, but I'm not letting this big old Minotaur get out of this room. You can't attack Fredwood and expect to live to tell the tale to your Minotaur friends. Your Minotaur buddies down at the old Minotaur factory. Will you produce fine woolen cloaks for all the fine people of Minotaur City? And I'm triumphant. Excellent. If you defeat the monstrous foe, return to turn turn to page 258. Oh, what a wonderful culmination of a series of completely fucked passageway events that I had to slog through. I'm gonna record myself with a reward of some lime cordial. Ah, oh, cool. 258 it is. You sort through the broken pots and you find little of interest. The liquid looks, smells, and tastes like water. The coins in the pot are a fraud. Eight genuine gold pieces lie on the surface of the pile, which you take. What was the story there? I guess it was the genuine ones were put there to fool anyone who would know what a forged coin looks like into thinking it's a whole full thing of uh, genuine gold pieces. What a weird detail. Underneath are merely painted pieces of pot. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. As you tip the vase out, it slips and it breaks. A red-coloured key appears, hidden inside a false bottom in the bowl. You take this key. It is inscribed with the number 111. That's Bilbo's birthday. You add two luck points for defeating the Minotaur and you leave the room and continue your quest, please, not into the maze. 54. North side, that's the outside a door at the north end of a north-south passage turned to 308 or 179. What happens if I go through 179? Am I going to fight the Minotaur again? I've already been in this room on this adventure and slain the Minotaur. There's nothing else for you here. Leave and turn to 54. Oh, come on, game! I fought a Minotaur! You have to let me out of the maze if I fight a Minotaur! I'm given four options! So hang on... 54, if I... If I go north again... And go through the door... Okay, so 54... 54 is no good. Let me write that down. I'm gonna start a piece of paper page. I got a piece of paper... I'm gonna put it here. I'm gonna write down bad numbers. These are numbers I can't, I can't abide by. Abide by. Abide by? So 50. What the hell? Okay. 54, not a good number. Let's try 160, that feels good. You follow a long narrow passage which goes south. I just killed a minotaur. And it's put me back in here? That's ridiculous. I can't believe I'm doing this more. 
This is, I'm supposed to do this with a map. Obviously, I'm doing this wrong. I'm supposed to be drawing a map. Should I draw a map? No goddamn way. I eventually find myself at a crossroads. Turn to page... Um... 267. <clears throat> Hello everyone, it's me, Editor Dan. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. It's, uh... It's, uh... Yeah, my job at this point to let you know that we're stuck in the maze. And, um... Unfortunately, we're gonna go on being stuck in the maze for the next 25 minutes of the episode. And frankly, that's a little bit too long. You know? It's too much time to spend on figuring out a maze. But rather than speeding up my voice or cutting out this whole ordeal, because it really is quite a process that I have to go through to get out of the maze, I, I think it's worth keeping and listening to. But just it's a little more boring than I want it to be. So hey, welcome to Editor Dan Radio. We're just going to play some... Uh, some low-key, calm, cool, easy-listening music in the background here while um, while gameplay Dan tries to sort out this whole maze situation. So let's uh, let's kick things off with uh, "Sleepwalking" by um, online guitar instructor Rob Burasa. Here's "Sleepwalking." I'll uh, see see you all. I'll talk to you all soon, listeners. Uh, yeah, please try your best to enjoy this. I'm now standing at a crossroads. To go north, 312. Let's try north. I'm following a long passageway which goes north, then west, then north. Eventually I find myself at a crossroads. Turn to 308. That's where I came to. Of course, I went south. So, uh, 160 will take us to another crossroads. Okay. I see how this is happening. So it's like crossroads and then a crossroads. Uh, let's try going south again, 246. Let's take this this crossroad as far south as it goes, baby. You set off south along a cobbled passageway. It swings west and then south and west again until you find yourself at a three-way junction. Uh, let me just draw that. So, west, south, and then west, and now I'm at a three-way junction. Okay. Go back east? How does east happen? Whatever. So 70 will take me back that way. Or I could do 329 or 180. Okay, north. West. West is 180. Let's do 180, that feels good. The passageway goes west and then south, and finally you come to a stop at a dead end. I can return. I can head. I can return to the three-way junction and go east. Turn to 70. That's back the way we came. Okay. Thank you, map. You've actually helped me. Back the way I came. I can investigate the dead end. Let's do that. Page 22. You poke around looking for signs of secret doors. You can't find any. Pausing to ponder. Okay. Okay. We're going to go back to the old man. This is where the, the episode fit, uh, started. Uh, okay. So 22 leads to the old man. Turn to page 4. You find yourself in a north-south corridor. To the north, the passage turns east some meters ahead. To investigate... Let's investigate. We'll get a secret door, right? Huh? Go through the door 206. You enter a large square room. In the center of the room is a gray-haired old man sitting at desk. His desk is covered in papers and parchments of various sorts, and he holds a long quill pen. Okay, we get a do-over. 
Have you been in this room before? Turn to page 284. <clears throat> oh, you again, says the maze master, obviously annoyed at being disturbed. You're disturbing my concentration. Be off with you. You begin to explain that you only returned by mistake, but as you open your mouth, an icy glare from the old man silences you. You decided to leave him to it. To leave by the west door, 46. To leave by the south door, 392. 46, maybe. Or 392, maybe. Let's do 46. <clears throat> this next track is uh, called Lark. It's by Japanese jazz band Hose. It's from their, their debut album. Also called Hose. What's happening in the 46 kind of? Standing in a short east-west passageway with a door blocking the way to the east. Mm, which direction did I just head? I've forgotten. I'm confused. To the west, the passageway turns southwards after several meters. Go through the door. 206. Ah, oh, the man again. So 206 is the man. Man. A 206. Um. So, so west is 46. South is 3... 92. Let's try south this time. I'm in a north-south corridor. Let's keep on going south. 329. I don't know if writing these numbers down. What's this? You set off and you find yourself in the middle of a north-south passageway and there's a door in the western wall. Now eat soggy wheat bix. Okay. That that sounds good. The western wall. Of the passage. Opposite the door is a passage going off eastwards. To the north, you can see a door some meters ahead. Two doors! Oh my gosh! To the south, you can see a junction. Oh no, wait! Uh, that's the door I just came from. Some meters ahead. Door in the west wall, 157. Let's do it. 157. We don't want to go north. The door opens to an east-west passage. 157. Which turns north after several meters. To follow this direction, turn to four. If you decide against going through the door, 329. Okay. We know about four. We've already been to four. Okay, it's like a weird loop. Is it? Oh, I don't know. 329, we're going back. So we can either go southwards or eastwards. Uh, eastwards goes to 299. I like the sound of that. I haven't seen that number before. Let's write down 299. Jesus Christ, the pencil and paper podcast. The passageway runs east for several meters, then runs north. You walk a long way northwards. You may check for secret passages along the way, or simply proceed northwards. Turn to page 359. Have I been to 359 yet? I haven't written it down if I have. Let's check for secret passages. Turn to page 260. No secret passages. So, uh, let's go 359. 359. Now I'm at a crossroads. I can go to 190, 94, 121, or 385. 385 is familiar. I've been there before. Um, well, was I just then? Let's go back to west. You travel westwards for several paces, and then the passage turns to the north some way up. You reach a junction. To the north, the passage ends shortly at a dead end. Explore the dead end, or go south, 114. Let's go down to 114. Or west, 297. 
When have I been to 297? Let's do that. I'm in an east-west corridor with a T-junction at both ends. Westwards to 150, I like the sound of that number. I've given up writing down numbers. Or go to 256, which I feel like I've been to before. Let's do 150. I'm running down 150. Now I'm at a three-way junction. 150 leads to a three-way junction. I could go to 222. Have I been there? Or I could go to 133. Or 297, which um, I was just at, right? So let's write that down. 297 leads to 150, which leads to either... 222 or 133. Let's try 133. You're in a north-south corridor which ends in a dead end. You look around the rock face for signs of anything interesting. Yeah, I know how that feels, game. If only I had anything interesting to be reporting into this microphone. When suddenly a rock breaks loose above you and it lands on your head. Thank Christ. Although the blow was not particularly hard, you find you are feeling dizzy and you fight to remain conscious but are unable to do so, so you slump to the ground and when you open your eyes, you're at a junction. Turn to page 52! This constantly happens to me. 52 then, fine. A passage to the east comes off a north-south corridor, I'm at a T-junction. Uh, 391, or 354, 291, let's go to 291. Trying to make my, my way back to 297. I'm standing in the middle of an east-west corridor. To the east is a dead end, and the west is a familiar junction in another passageway. Quite a short one leads off to the north and ends in a large wooden door. To investigate the dead end, um, I can't try the door, apparently. Let's investigate. Uh, can't see anything out of the ordinary. But I can check the dead end for secret passages again, I guess. 306. No secret passages. Turn to 161. You're tapping some scrappings with the rock. Blah, blah, blah. Now I have to fight a monster. I rolled a three and now I'm fighting a... Go on. You just give it to me. A short devilish creature with large flapping ears. It's a gremlin, right? Yeah, it's a gremlin. I fought this thing before. Kill the gremlin. Fight the gremlin. I'm fighting the gremlin. I injure the gremlin. I fight the gremlin again. <clears throat> uh, I fight the gremlin. I injure the gremlin and now it's dead. And now I continue to live in this insane hell maze. 291 I'm at. Feel like that's been written down before. Nope. Standing in the middle of an east-west corridor. Uh, okay, 50, 52 then. My listeners, uh, cool. So that track, uh, Lark by by Hose. I just kind of let it play into another Hose track called Hank You Rocco on the Seabed. And uh, now here is. Uh, something else. It's just going to start playing now. I haven't picked it out, but I'll tell you what it is after it's finished. Hope you're, uh, hope you're keeping track of, of this horrible maze situation. And it's not too bad. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Uh, let's go to 354. Uh, now let's turn to 308. Uh, now I'm at a crossroads. 54, 187, 160. 
Let's go to 160. I've written that down before. Now I'm at 267. So before I headed south to page 70. No. Uh, before I headed south to page 246. Now let's try heading east from 267. At least we're exploring. 349. 349. You walk a few meters down the passage and find yourself at a dead end. Okay. Investigate. Stone falls to reveal a rope. What happened when we did this? 67. 30 to 67. What happened with the rope? A north-south corridor. Will you return to the crossroads or go through the secret door? Leads to 177. This is the most insane map I've just drawn. It's completely bananas. Standing in a north-south passage. Investigate the north passage. Heads east. Go back to 52. I've just been there. Heads south. 391. Well, where's 300? There's 392 that I've written down already. We'll go through the secret door on the west wall. 391, let's do it. You're at the south end of a north-south corridor looking northwards. You can see a passage coming up from the east wall. Go up this passage to 52, check for secrets. Go south to 48. Go south, fine. I'm in an east-west corridor. I can either go to 60 or to 391. Have I been to 60 before? I feel like I've been to 60. I've been to 160. But not to 60. Let's try going to 60. We're we getting somewhere. I walk along the corridor only to find the way westward is blocked by a heavy portcullis. But I walk back to where I was. Turn to page 48. So I can't go to 60. 60, I'm drawing a big cross through. So I have to go to 391. What's the 391? I'm at the south end of a north south corridor looking northwards. And I can see a passage coming off from the east wall. I can go south to 48. Was I just at 48? Let's go up the passage to 52. Fine. Take me to 52. Now I'm at a T-junction where a passage to the east comes off a north-south corridor. Go south to 391. I feel like I'm always at 391. This is insane. Jesus Christ, this game. 391 or 362 or 354 or 234 or 291. Okay, so 52. I can go south to 391. Or I can go north to 354. Or I can go east to 291. I've written it down now. That's what comes off 52. Now let's go to 291. Alright, thank you ladies and gentlemen. So, obviously that was Eyes on Me from the Final Fantasy VIII Piano Collection, released officially by Square Enix. Composed by Nobuo Emetsu and performed by, let me see if I can find the name, Shinko Ogata. And a very lovely place it was. Uh, next we have something a little different. We're going to be listening to a uh, live performance of a track called Wally Plays the Blues by jazz trumpeter Humphrey Littleton and his band. So, here it comes. That's what comes off 52. Now let's go to 291. Standing in the middle of an east-west corridor. To the east is a dead end. To the west, a familiar junction. Let's go back to 52. 
So we can go south to 391 or north to 354. Let's go north to 354. Standing at a bend in the passage. I can either go west or south. Well, I've come from the south. So let's go west to 308. Three hundred and eight. I'm standing at a crossroads. To the west, the passage goes on a few meters and turns northwards. To the north, the passageway ends at a door. Which would be fifty... Wait, what? To the north, the passageway ends at a door. Then it says to return north, go to fifty-four. Okay. Okay. Ah, south is one-sixty. Okay, so 308 is here. Okay. Okay, I've just filled in a little bit of the map. So let's turn west, 187. I just made some connections on my insane map. Standing in the corner of a bend in the passage to the north, the passage ends in a dead end. I can investigate or go back to 308. Let's go back to 308, then let's go to 54. I'm standing outside a door at the north end of a north-south passage. I can go to 308, or I can go through the door. 179. <clears throat> I've already been in this room and slain the Minotaur. Okay. 179 is nothing. Okay, so. Let's go back to 54. Okay, the map is making sense now. Now let's go to 308. Now let's go south to 160. And now we're at a crossroads at page... 267. <clears throat> I can go north to 100 and... Oh, no. Um, uh, standing at a crossroads. So north will take me 312 from 267? Let's try going to 312. Okay. That'll take me back to 308. Okay. Let's go back down south, 160. Okay, so going north, 312 is the same as 160. It's just... There we are. Okay, that's written down now. So, I can go south, and it'll get me to a weird T-junction, which I've already been to. Or I can go never eat, so to the west. Let's try west to 79. Okay, the passageway ends in front of me with a dead end. Okay, that's a dead end now. Let's go back to 267. Now let's go south to 246. 246. Okay, I could go back north. 329. Or I could go never eat. I could go west. 180. Or I can go... Oh, wait. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. 246. Okay, I'm at 246. So... I explored 180 last time. I didn't explore 329. So let's go 329. I didn't do this before. You set off and you find yourself in the middle of a north-south passageway. There's a door in the western wall of the passage. Okay, let me just extend this crazy map out here. Alright. Okay. Uh, so I've definitely been here before. 329. Where's 329? There it is, 329. So west is 157. 
and that will take me back to page 46 apparently which will lead me on a loop to 206, which will lead me down to 239, which will lead me back to 329, which will take me back west to 157 in a loop. So, uh, 329. So the the way we haven't gone is eastwards, 299. All right. So that was internationally renowned jazz trumpeter Humphrey Littleton with Wally Plays of the Blues. Coming up next for you, I have some Eric Satie. This is uh, the first of his series of No CN. So let me just write that down. North will take me to 392. West will take me to 157, which will lead me back to 46. So let's go east, 299. 299. The passage runs east for several metres and then runs north. You walk a long way northwards. I can check for blah blah blah, or I can simply proceed. Let's just proceed. 359. At a crossroads. Okay. So if I keep on going north, I go to 190. I've been to 190 before, haven't I? It's not written down. Okay, so I'm at 359 now. If I go east, I can go to 121. If I go south, I go to 94. But I've just come from there. 385 is west. I've been there before, haven't I? Where's 385? I haven't been there before? Okay, let's go... Let's go north, 190. What's this? I'm in a narrow north-south corridor, a dead end. Return to 167. Oh no. Give up and return to 359. I'd be silly if I didn't check for traps and stuff. A secret door which opens into the bend where two passageways meet. To the north, a short passageway... Okay. 167. Via... Put that in brackets so I know it was a hidden one. Runs into the dead end east. Passageway reaches a crossroads. If you will step through the secret door into the passageway, turn to 187. Which way does it end? North. Short passageway runs into a dead end. East, the passageway reaches a crossroads. Have I been there before? I don't see it anywhere. These numbers are so the same. Let's go to 187. Let's do it. I'm standing in the corner of a bend in the passage. I can... Okay. I can head eastwards to 308. Now, I've been to 308 before, haven't I? It's not written down. Why don't I... Yeah, there it is. Okay, okay. No, no, no. I want to go back. 171. Investigate the wall. 337. No secret passage. Ah, oh, 267. I'm lost again. Okay. But that's okay. I can get back there. From 308, I can get back there. How do I get to 308? 312. Where am I? 246. Go west. 79. Where's 79? It's not written down. I don't know where I am. I'm lost again. Um... 
cool. That was uh, Eric Sati's No Cien number one, uh, Lent. And now here is some more hose. Because I love hose. They're, yeah, they're a bit of an obsession of mine. The Japanese jazz band hose. Now we're moving up to the third album from uh, 2000 and something. 12, I believe. It's just a guess. But we're going to be listening to their track, On Extinction. So here is On Extinction by Hose. If you're liking the maze, not too badly. Bye-bye. 312? No, back to 308. We can't go to 312. 160, here we are. 160 takes me down to 267. So, 246, and from there I go up to 329. Okay, and then from 329 I go to 299, and now I'm at 359. Okay, now last time I went north to page 190. Let me just confirm that. Yup. So 190 is north of of, uh, 359. And then it takes me through a secret passage into back to 308. So I can give up and return to the crossroads 359. So I don't want to go north. I want to go either east or west. Uh, There's not much space on my map to the east, but it's 121. But to west is 385. Let's go to 385. Westwards, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I reach a junction to the north, the passage ends shortly at a dead end, and if I wish to explore the dead end, blah blah blah, otherwise go south to 114, or west to 100 and... 114 I haven't been to. So I go westwards for several paces, then it turns north. So way up, there's a junction, to the north the passage ends, How do I get... This doesn't make sense. Okay. Okay, south, 114 will lead us back to where we were. So let's go west. West. Uh, 395, so I'm turning west to 297. I'm in an east-west corridor with a T-junction at both ends. Yep. Checks out. So eastwards, 256 will take me back that way, but westwards, 150 will take me somewhere new. Let's go to 150. I had a three-way junction. What's that 150? I can go north, turn to page, hey, this seems familiar, 222. Okay, so last time I was here, I went south to 133. Uh, yep. I came from 297, I got to 150, and then I went south to 133, I was teleported away. So now I know I need to go north to 222. Let's do it. You walk up a long corridor and around a sharp hairpin bend at the top, and finally along an east-west corridor towards a crossroads. Turn to page 85. I cannot believe that this is in this game. This was always going to happen. I'm at a crossroads. 
never. So west 59, I think will take me back to 150. I think. So that was uh, the track on Extinction uh, from Hose's third album, Hose 3. Now it's time for uh, a track from Local Perth uh, psychedelic garage noise duo Gareth Lydiard and Rui Pereira. This is uh, a track called Late Heavy Bombardment from their one and only album Bong Odyssey. No, I mean, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not actually going to play that. Uh, yeah, the easily e- easy listening section of of this podcast is over because things are about to get uh, not so maze centric. So I hope you've enjoyed uh, the easy listening section, and uh, you haven't 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 experienced the boredom that was there, totally and completely in its raw form. I, I know some of you might be thinking, "Hey, I could probably have just listened to you say numbers." What a self-indulgent thing for me to feel at all <laughs> at, at any point. No, what garbage. No, you would all have been terribly, terribly bored. So at least you got some music to play in the background while you were waiting for something to happen. So, here's the episode as it was as it was uh, as it was recorded. You're listening to the thing that went down without any further ado. Here it is. No, I mean, fi- yeah, fifty-nine. Have you been to fifty-nine already? I've been to fifty-two and I've been to fifty-four, but not fifty-nine. Okay, east to three hundred eighteen. Have I been to three hundred eighteen already? I don't see it anywhere. I guess south to 373. I don't see that anywhere either. I need a new bit of paper. Hang on. Okay. 106. I'm going to go north to 106. 106. I continue along a very long passageway. Oh my god. Loading, 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 loading. <gasps> oh! Not what I was expecting. Holy shit. I have gone too far north. What am I looking at, listeners? Um, so. Okay. Okay. Alright. So, I'm looking at a picture. It's of a dragon. A dragon. It's in a cave. There's a natural skylight above it. It has smoky smoke coming from its nostrils, and it's obviously uh, capable of breathing fire. The passageway bends to the west and begins to get quite narrow, and you reach a small rocky arch, which you will have to stoop to get through. On the other side of the arch, you pause and you look around. You're in a large cavern which disappears into distant blackness. The cavern is partially lit by natural light, which streams in through a hole in the roof, just like I described. You can't see a way through. As you shine your lantern around the cavern, you hear a rumble. A dull glow flickers in the depths of the cavern. Why did this have to happen after all that long, long, long bullshit? Let me just take a drink.
Ah. A dull glow flickers in the blackness. Suddenly, a jet of fire shoots from the depths of the cavern, narrowly missing you and singeing the mossy growths on the wall. You throw yourself to the ground and you look up to see a large dragon stalking out of the darkness towards you. Smoke curls from its nostrils and its scaly red skin glistens with an oily covering. The beast is some 15 metres long. Oh shit. How will you attack the creature? Draw your sword and prepare to attack, turn to 152, or search your memory for another means of attack. We got an item which talked about dragon fire, right? Is that right? I think I have another means of attack. I'm going to risk it and go to 126, I think I do. Does the name Fargio Di Maggio mean anything to you? Of course it does. Turn to page 26, of course it does. I'm so happy to remember Di Maggio's small leathery bound book. Oh my gosh. And silently, I mouth the spell contained within its pages. You remember back to episode one? Do you remember more than a year ago? Man, it's all coming back out right now. I shout loudly at the dragon and it stops in its tracks. It cocks its head to one side and it eyes you suspiciously. You fling a stone in its head and the rock bounces off its nose and the beast lets out an angry cry and it breathes deeply. A roaring sound emerging from within its throat. The dragon exhales and from between its teeth you can see another fireball building up. You prepare yourself. As the ball of flames comes from its mouth, you cry. Ekel Erif, Ekum Erif, Erif Erif. Dimaggio. And the fireball continues no further. With an agonized scream, Ah! The dragon tries to shake the flame from its snout, but there the burning continues. Squealing in agony. Ah! The dragon turns its back, and it leaps into the blackness, flailing its head from side to side. Turn to page 371, what a result! I can't believe it came after all that unbelievable, unbelievable podcast ruining bullshit! But what a result! 371, oh my god. You have defeated the dragon. Add three luck points. Safe for the moment, you investigate the cavern and find a passageway which continues to the west. Wow. My oh my. I can't even read this. I just said those words and they went right out of my head. I've defeated the dragon. They had three luck points. Safe for the moment, you investigate the cavern and find a passageway which continues to the west. I'm not going to write that down. 274. I'm not going to be... This isn't the maze still, is it? It's not the maze. You leave the cavern and follow a long, narrow corridor. After several hundred metres, it ends at a large wooden door which is slightly ajar. Carefully, you ease it open a little further and you poke your head around the side to see what is in the room. And you see a small old man sitting at a table on his own, playing with a deck of cards. He looks quite a harmless old soul, grey-haired and bearded. He is seated. What will you do? Burst through the door, sword drawn to surprise the old man. Knock on the door and enter, greeting the old man cautiously, no, courteously, or get down on all fours and try to creep into the room unnoticed. I'm going to knock on the door. I'm vanilla again, 356. The old man looks at you and accepts your greeting and bids you sit down. You sit at the table and notice his glaring at you. His piercing stare is becoming hypnotic, but you realise this and you, you break eye contact. He opens his mouth to speak. And to your amazement, instead of an old man's voice, the whole room resonates with a powerful voice. 
I think this might be the Warlock listeners, which seems to be coming from the walls themselves. You throw a glance back at the man and can see him change before your very eyes. He is of impossible height. His tattered black eyes are fixed directly on yours. He has been expecting you. Turn to page 358. Ah, shit. The battle will call upon all of your reserves of strength and cunning. Your adversary has disappeared and now stands at the far end of the room in front of the door with two locks. How will you approach him? I don't want this to be happening right now. Should I do a cliffhanger? Fuck it, I'm gonna do a cliffhanger. I'm gonna... Uh, I'm putting a... It's a cliffhanger! We're fighting the warlock! Am I gonna win against the warlock? No goddamn way! Okay, I've bookmarked the game. Okay, that's it, that's it, that's over. It's it's totally finished now. Oh my god, what an episode. How am I going to salvage that? Man, you've probably just listened to something really weird instead of what I actually recorded. Um, alright. Okay, well, like I mentioned earlier, there's some bonus content lined up for you listeners. <clears throat> What's that bonus content going to be? Uh, it's going to be a full episode of the Pizza Cast, the new Final Fantasy VIII audio-only video game Let's Play podcast by Pizza Makes Games. If you don't want to listen to a a um a, a pleasingly gravelly voiced German man reading the story of Final Fantasy VIII and his experience through the story, then uh, switch off now. But I advise you to check it out. Here's a free episode of a podcast for you. Imagine that. You're getting two-for-one episodes of a podcast. The value. I don't believe it. I've just... It's not even the first episode. You might be thinking, oh, boy, we're going to get the first episode. No, it's the sixth episode. You dickheads. Listen to this. Here it is. Bye, everyone. Hi. Hello. Are you ready for, like... Just having like a relaxing podcast, you know, like not, uh, not stress or anything, just play a little bit of Final Fantasy VIII, or maybe even read some manga, or I don't know, look at what's new on the Switch, or, or just Just listen to the sounds around around me in this room. Uh, I'm sorry, Lex. Actually, I haven't even started the PlayStation yet. So let me do that. Let me turn on the, the old CRT. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> it is Saturday today. And it's about... Oh. Please insert PlayStation CD-ROM. This PlayStation has some issues, uh, but they're usually solved by just uh, opening and closing the CD tray and then resetting. There was me also whistling there. There was not. <laughs> In case you were like, wait, that's not how I remember the PlayStation logo sound. Uh, it was my fault. <sighs> so it's um, 
5.30pm uh, uh, I almost would have started this episode at like 1pm or so But now it's 5.30 um, But it still uh, leaves us with about oof, Like 3 hours, 4 hours of time we could record this podcast for I don't think this is going to be a four-hour episode, but who knows, maybe it will be. Uh, I have I have a lot of saves here. We're going to load, I think, file number three. Uh, we have six files here, two of which are in that radio tower, two are in the Bellum Hotel, uh, one is way in the future, and one is in the Bellum Garden uh, quarters, um, students' quarters. And that's the one we're going to load. Because after all of this, what do you want to call that? The back and forth in the episodes, like, I think we are now... Uh, this is effectively episode 4, because episode 3 was the special party episode. We had the party, and then Quistus gave us this mission to get into our regular clothes, and then um, meet her in front of the training facility. Uh, but then, of course, I made a new save, and I went back to Dollet to get Siren and 300 doubles uh, and then of course I did all of that yet again in order to kill the giant metal enemy crab um, which by the way gave us this item I did um, mention that last episode uh, some kind of bracelet I forgot the exact name. Ghost bracelet, perhaps. But what that did is it's a one-time use item and you use it on one of your GF. And then that GF uh, gets the ability Ghost plus 40%. Ghost being magic resist. Uh, and it's a passive ability you can equip to whoever character is junctioned to... Um, Siren. Uh, my junctions are now a bit of a mess because I had everything set up um, for the Xel Selfie Squall party, but now what uh, Squall and Quist is. So I kinda, I kinda just wanna go to the um, party menu here and then exchange all of the junctions. Uh, for how long are we gonna fight like this? It's just the the couple fights in the training area, one of which is probably against that dinosaur, right? Because uh, uh, I don't really want to screw up all of my junctions now, just for these couple fights. And then afterwards with Excel Selfie Squall, uh, Posse again. 
Hey, uh, hey there. This is, uh, let's call them the fun fact edits. Yeah, this is the first fun fact edit uh, you're ever gonna hear. And uh, it's about these things, uh, specifically this sound. Because um, these fun fact edits are supposed to um, give a little more context to like weird sounds that are kind of distracting, I feel like, and then I don't talk about it at all. Um, this is what these edits are for, so you know what that just was. Because did you did you hear it? Like the this, like while I was talking about uh, the junctions or whatever. Well, uh, what this sound is, I mean, you can guess, right? Uh, what about I give you a multiple choice? Let's say it's either. Um, a blanket. Uh, that's the first choice. The second choice is, uh, is that it's like a, a yoga mat, I guess it's what you call that. Uh, the, th the third choice would be uh, a pillow. Okay, you get three seconds. One, two, three. Did you guess right? Did you guess wrong? It's answer number three. It's pillows. Yeah. Wasn't that exciting? Oh, these fun fact edits. They're the best, aren't they? Well, let me just get comfortable on my two pillows here, which is exactly what I did in that episode when I was talking about things. Uh, because I spent all of that episode uh, in a vertical position. Like resting one of my elbows on one pillow, my ass being on a second pillow, the rest the rest of my body just kind of being suspended in midair. Yeah, uh, in one of the other episodes, there was a similar sound but kind of different. Uh, that's because I was sitting on a giant banana, filled with the same uh, kind of stuff. Also, another fun fact inside of a fun fact. I just ordered uh, 100 liters of that stuff to fill both these two pillows and the giant banana with uh, more of that stuff. So it's kind of, you know, sturdier and less, less empty. Yeah, so much about pillows. Uh, have fun with, with continuing listening to the episode instead of me rambling about... Uh, completely unimportant nonsense well i'll see you around uh also if you don't want to hear like rambling about menuing and, and coupling junctioning of gf and spells um you can skip ahead like eight minutes to about 1730 yeah and right after that, we're gonna change, like the party is gonna change a little bit again without much happening to the Xal selfie squall formation. So I don't think I will put too much effort into 
rejunctioning anything right now. And I'm just gonna change. Oh, fuck it. Why not? Let's junction stuff. Um, I'm unjunctioning everything from Excel. <sighs> and now I want to look at the base stats. Yeah, let's unjunction everything from everybody. Um, even though I just tried to make a case for doing the exact opposite of that. Never mind that. So both uh, Quistus and Squall... I was almost about to say Squall again. I also almost called him that when making this third uh, save file, when starting again for the uh, third time. But I didn't, he's still called Squall. Uh, so the base stats for both of these people seem about the same. Um, I do like... Well, I don't actually know if I do like what I was just about to say. Okay, I think I should couple Quetzalcoatl and Shiva to one person. Uh, also draw and magic and GF. And then Ifrit and Siren to the other person, just because the available um, abilities to couple to are not overlapping that way, right? Uh, wait, we also gotta go draw, spell, GF for Quistus, and then we can select magic plus 20% and ghost plus 40% for her passives. Oh, wait, I'm getting uh, messages on my cell phone. I gotta stop the recording for a second. Okay, that was just... My beloved GF telling me, uh, GF, I just now noticed that that's the same abbreviation. Uh, cool. I want to try and uh, do some editing to this episode, at least when it makes sense, because last episode I, I already felt like in the first couple episodes that a little bit of editing wouldn't have been such a bad thing. So I did add the title jingle from the second episode onward, and I did add some uh, mastering compression from the third episode onward. I think now that we're at the fifth episode, or is it the sixth? I think it's the sixth now, um, but if we ignore the two quote-unquote bonus episodes that were short, uh, we're at the fourth. Anyway, maybe we can start and employ some kind of editing now. Uh, I like that. I want to do that. Anyway, coupling spells to quizzes. I mean, we could just go to Optimal and be like, magic, because we do want her to be the magic person. Um, let's see, if we do do that, yeah, the status stuff is also automatically coupled. But then that's garbage, because Medica is coupled to our HP. 
and nothing is coupled to our status defense even though we could couple medica to our status defense and we would have 20 percent status defense for one two three four five six seven eight nine ten different status ailments but okay i guess the game thinks that's not important at all find them um just to, uh, in case you want to know, we now have coupled Medica to HP, raising Christus's HP from 540 to 1040. Uh, Ice is coupled to Strength. She is at 29 Strength. Mm, double is coupled to Magic, so she's at 30 Magic. And then Fire is coupled to her Elemental Attack. And I don't even know why she has an elemental attack available. Because I... Ifrit shouldn't be coupled to her. Ifrit is coupled to her. That's weird. Because she also has the plus 20% magic. And I just coupled everything so it's magic favored. But Ifrit should be for the fighter guy. Yeah, no, that's wrong. We gotta uncouple Ifrit from her. Uh... Uh, and give her Shiva. Yes. Shiva and Siren. Uh, but we gotta uncouple Shiva from Squall first in order for that to work. So now we couple Shiva to Quistus. And we go again, optimal coupling, magic. Okay, now everything is different from what I said before. Let me tell you again. Uh, magic plus 20% and ghost plus 40% is still on quizzes, I guess. Let me check, are both of these abilities on Siren? Yes. Because we did make Siren learn the plus 40% ghost and the plus 20% magic I just learned. Um, nothing is coupled to HP, so we're at 541. Um, we have Ice coupled to Strength, it's at, tw at 29. We have Medica um, coupled to Body, it's at 42, I guess. I mean, I could read that up, but I think it's Strength is Physical Attack. Body is physical defense, magic is magical attack, and ghost is magical defense. Uh, so, physical defense is at 42 with Medica, magic is at 30 with double, and ghost is at 30 with Vita. And then we have the <coughs> status attack 100% sleep and no status defense. Now, for Squall, we go optimal strength. Uh, Medica is coupled to his HP, raising them from 493 to 1116. Strength, double, 34. Body, protest, 36. Magic, sleep, 20. Um, and then, of course, we have the, the attack is ice, 50%. Okay. Now, how do we get Squall healed? I guess we gotta draw Vita. Um, and cast it. Do you hear that nice ambience? Uh, we, we just left Squall's quarters and we're now in a hallway 
which is lit in like blue light, bluish light, and it's uh, night, so you can hear the cicadas. Now we're in the big circular, like center of Bellum Garden, and you can very faintly still hear the cicadas. Um, but other than that, it's pretty silent. And uh, it's that same situation that we had at the end of episode 3 where there's the yellow oval faces blocking every exit except for the training area because the training area is not considered to be closed that night. Um, there's a little sign here on the wall. So we entered uh, the hallway to the training area. Um, it's just a pretty empty hallway but it says B19 uh, like painted onto the wall and there's a sign here which has uh, an arrow pointing to the right uh, encircled by green color and it says Übungshalle which means training hall you can hardly read that but weirdly enough it's in German inside of this texture and then there's another uh, arrow to the left, which is encircled in orange. And I cannot read what it says there. And that's not my eyes, that's the resolution. It's impossible to make out what that says. <coughs> we continued down the hallway into the Übungshalle, which again, it says uh, embossed into the floor here in green, in German. I, I think it's pretty impressive that they changed uh, some of the textures to read German words instead of English. Um, oh, also, <clears throat> remember we're now in, in a what-if scenario, because last time, at the end of episode, episode 3, when Chris is explained to us how to couple uh, junction status K stuff, and you sleep to put the Archaeodinus to sleep. I was like, well, thanks for telling me, but it's not like I have the option to couple anything to my status attack at all. Now that we have Siren, of course we have that option, and I, I read it to you before. Quistis's, um status attack is 100% sleep, so she will most likely put anything to sleep that she attacks. Okay, what does the uh, training hall even look like? It's It looks basically uh, like Jurassic Park. Everything, uh, everywhere there is plants. And there's also a lot of um, fences. And there's a bunch of lights. Right now we're in kind of a... There's, a, there's palm trees and moss on the ground and dirt uh, and fences. And we came from the south and now there's a door, like a heavy iron door, which like interlocks like two hands interlocking their fingers. Um, <clears throat> and we get the choice to go left or right. I'm gonna go left. Okay, there's some red metal girders 
uh, trees that are uprooted, just lying on the, on the floor. Random encounters. And the floor was like metal here with some holes. Is that a bit loud? I'm afraid that it might be a bit loud. Oh, if we go draw, we have a question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark thing to draw here. Let's draw it and see what it is. It is... Silence. Silence, fool. <laughs> um... Uh, you know, I like to play League of Legends sometimes, ever since working for Riot Games. Um, there's this one champion who can cast silence on people, and he's like a big prehistoric kind of dinosaur thingy, but not really a dinosaur, more like a skeleton of a dinosaur or whatever. And there's skins for all these champions, right? So usually he's just this regular weird dinosaur person thingy that can cast silence by screaming, basically. But then there's this gentleman skin for him where he has a monocle and a top hat and stuff. And whenever you cast silence then, he goes, instead of just uh, screaming like a dinosaur thing and going rawr and everybody's silenced, he goes, SILENCE! Uh, as like this gentleman kind of dinosaur thingy. I thought that was very funny. Hi, uh, very minor fun fact. He goes, uh, QUIET, not SILENCE. Uh, here's how it sounds. QUIET! And here's how it also sounds. QUIET! Yeah. That is how it sounds. Uh, back to the action. Um, by the way, we're... Okay, yeah, I didn't describe the enemy, right? We're facing... Uh, what's it called? Oh, shit, I'm... How do I get to see the name of the thing at all? I guess I don't. As long as it's only one, they don't show me. Huh can't draw analysis either. I had to waste, I would have to waste an analysis if I wanted to know what it's called. Well, it's got four long arms with leaves at the end and the arms are more like um, stems, is that what you call it? Like trunks, but not for trees, but plants, you know? And it's waving them around the four arms with the leaves at the end. They're, they're like pointed towards the ceiling and they're very long. And the thing itself looks like a Venus flytrap uh, with um, six disgusting bug-like legs. And it's like um, <clears throat> the third evolution of... Shit. I don't know Pokemon names in English, apparently. Uh, Bellsprout. The Bellsprout, by the way, in German, is called Knofensa. Uh, the third evolution of, of... Or the second evolution of Bellsprout as well. Is what this... Uh, more like the third. What this looks like. What the hell is happening? The thing is emanating like white mists, but it missed. Haha. 
That's no pun intended. Uh, both Quizzes and Squall. <clears throat> oh, uh, Squall has his ultimate ready, which I'm just gonna use because I will meet th things like this again. And I'm not too afraid of. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, you're fucked. Uh, Squall slashed and now he charges up a super slash. He does like the samurai thing where you start, you have the tip of your blade on the ground and you slash it like through the ground towards your enemy. <clears throat> if you know what I mean. And then you slash through your enemy. And then your enemy usually is uh, split into two parts. Okay, what I was gonna mention is the ground here is like <clears throat> this very thick rough metal with big holes in it, just barely covered by mud. Kind of showing that this whole training facility with the palm trees and stuff is, is really artificial. But now there's a lot of rocks and things here. Um, we just went through a, through a screen transition and now we're we're not walking down a path anymore. We're more like looking at a bright, bright door in the back. Uh, right in front of that door is like a little metal archway. And right before that is a safe point. And in front of all that is like rocks and palm trees and fences and stuff. Um, I want to have one more battle before going inside of that right door because that's where Quistus wants us to go. And I wanted to do one more thing before going into a cutscene and having to like describe the cutscene. <clears throat> so I'm gonna run around very close at a uh, safe point <clears throat> in order to hopefully get a random encounter. I'm just gonna move out of the uh, current scene screen yeah no it's not a scene it's a screen and right in the next screen I got a random encounter oh shit it's the big dinosaur okay uh, Christus oh Christus has an archaeo dinos squall better be careful run away if the enemy is too strong okay Christus attack and Christus should put him to sleep He's not been put to sleep. Fucking rip off. I know it said it's not gonna be 100% even if it's 100%. But it is 100% so I'm expecting 100%. Quizzes is attacking again. Still not put to sleep. Uh, also Squall does 330 damage um, and has a multi attack ready. Quizzes has now put it to sleep and now Squall is doing a multi most likely waking him up in the process of slashing his face. There was four slashes and nothing else. That was a weak performance. I'm gonna try the Daniel trick. Yep, it worked. Which is switch characters until they get the ultimate. I'm trying it again. I, it worked again. This is ridiculous. So I had both quizzes and Squall ready to attack, right? Uh, none of which had their ultimate ready, so I just switched, switched, switched until Squall had his ultimate ready. And while Squall was preparing to do his ultimate, I just switched, switched, switched again until Quistus also had an ultimate. 
And I just did that. And it did like 700 damage. And now everybody's about to be dead. So I'm gonna heal Quistif. Quistis with Squall. You're casting Vita for 330. Meanwhile, Quistis is gonna do uh, her ultimate, which is called Blue Magic Laser Eye. And she's doing it. How that works is she just looks at the dinosaur and suddenly a laser beam shoots out of her eyes and does 1277 damage in this case. Okay, we're gonna do the Daniel trick again. <laughs> and yes, we did get it for Squall. One, two, three, four, five, six uh, perfect slashes in, in the face of this dinosaur. We're gonna cast Vita again. This time, just both are gonna cast Vita on themselves because Quizzes is at 44 HP, Squall is at 213. Quizzes just healed herself, she's now at 464. Squall is healing, and he's now at 556. So we're fine again. Um, I don't think the Daniel Trick will work now because we're not low enough HP, so let's just. Oof, Dino attacked twice while I was doing that. Uh, I don't know if he's weak against anything particular. I'm gonna cast an Ice with Quistis. Oh, we wanna know what uh, Siren looks like, don't we? While casting the Ice, 462 damage. Um, GF. Well, no, that's Squall. Squall's just gonna attack. Okay. Uh, funny thing. Last time, after the original episode 3, I, of course, I went here, I fought one of these dinos, and I was just casting GFs a million times, and it took forever. Like, really, it took so long. Okay, Quistus is doing Siren, I'll do my best to describe what's happening. There's water coming from behind the dinosaur, uh, it, it flooded the ground. The dinosaur was like, ah, and now we see bright light from the sky, and there's... Uh, a woman sitting on a rock in the middle of the ocean and she has a harp she has wings as her ears i'm not kidding now there's bright trippy light coming from siren and it did 223 damage which is a joke oh he's silenced though that's interesting not that this dinosaur would ever cast magic but that's interesting, that Siren silences, which is kind of why I didn't draw that spell originally, because I thought that's what it would do. Um, Squall was hit twice by the dinosaur, he's at 108, I'm gonna cast Vita, also Quistus is preparing Shiva right now, Squall is now at 467 again, and we're gonna punch this dinosaur in the face with uh, some ice from Shiva. And meanwhile, I'm gonna search for the thing that I was gonna show you, because I thought it was very funny. And since uh, Daniel K, blah, since Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes, I also gotta do that because, after all, I'm ripping off Daniel K here. Uh, I didn't even pay attention to how much damage Shiva did, so I'm gonna do it again. Because I do want to know if Siren is just really weak or if I'm just really strong and my GF aren't that strong anymore in comparison to uh, a Squall with 
double the amount of strength he should have if not for the junctioning system. Okay, Shiva bursts out of her ice cage. She's charging up her laser. Uh, she's attacking with the ice. The ice shattered 852 damage. Okay, that's much more damage. So maybe Siren just doesn't do that much damage and she's more about the silencing. Hence her ability to couple both a status defense and status attack um, from the get-go. We're hitting the dinosaur. I wonder how much he will take. I'm gonna cast a spell. Let's make it lightning with Quistus. Because she should be the spellcaster. Eh, 200 damage. Let's try ice again. 348 from the gunblade. Ah, uh, crap. I didn't want this to be the dinosaur. I wanted this to be like some random enemy that isn't a threat and draw from that enemy a lot. Meanwhile, showing you the thing I was going to show you. I didn't pay attention for the ice spell, so I gotta do it again to see how much damage it did. Four hundred fifty-seven. That's pretty good for like just a spell. Uh, yeah, I think we're just gonna keep that loop up of squall, hit dinosaur, Quistus, cast ice on dinosaur. Uh, I don't really have to describe this Archaeodinus because it's just a T-Rex, and it just died. It fell over. It's lying on the ground on its side, being all dead, and it disappeared, and we won. Quistus closed her eyes and she was like, ah, ah, doing kind of this, you know. That's a lot of XP. Uh, that's a dino bone, an item. That's 10 AP for my GF, I'm happy about that. Uh, all of my GF leveled up. Um, okay, we're in the screen that we just walked into because we didn't get any random encounters and there's a draw point here, we can draw ice. Drawing ice with Quistus to replace the ice I used in the dinosaur fight. Um, I still want to have this other fight with the uh, monsters I don't really care about to draw um, the spells I didn't have yet. So I'm gonna run around a bit. Meanwhile, whoops, hit the save point by accident. Whoops, went to the menu by accident. Jeez, come on. Here we go. Okay. Um, let me just turn down the, the volume of this game. I'm still gonna try and get into a random encounter, which apparently, maybe on the screen, there's just no random encounters. I'm gonna leave the screen again and try on the other screen. Um, and here's the thing I was gonna show you. Just listen for a sec. And standard fast forward dash two was. Oh, this is about like speedrunning history for Mario, a specific level, specifically four dash two. Um, and it's about like the strategies used for this. Um, just so you know what what the hell this even is. But just listen. It's ridiculous as well. But then in 2017, the ultimate method for 4-2 was found, and it came from perhaps an unlikely source. This guy's name was XX420 Blazit XX. He noticed another old tool system method of clipping. <laughs> <laughs> He's being completely serious. I love it. 
<laughs> imagine like in in the past there was like if you had history class um, and yes of course in the future history class is only going to be about speed running and nothing else like what even matters except speed running in the world anymore uh, but, but just the nonchalantness he, he's like XX420 blaze it XX um that video is by a, a guy called Summoning Salt. He does these very cool in-depth videos about speedrunning and especially the world record pro progression of certain speedruns. Um, and it's very interesting. Fun to watch like edutainment basically okay we killed the thing like the little thing that we killed before but this time we drew up on all of the silence Quiet! and I even forget what the other spell was analysis possibly no sleep maybe I don't know um, and now we're gonna save and we're gonna walk up into the the area Quistus wants us to go to. But first, we're gonna raise the volume again. Ooh, you can just discard uh, the spells you drew. I hit the wrong button and it asked me if I wanted to throw away all of my 97 Vita on Squall, which I do not. <clears throat> yeah, I just vita up a little. Oh, I wanted to see if... Uh, Junctioning silence to anything uh, has any point. Mm. Yeah, maybe to Quistus's elemental, Quistus's uh, status defense. It makes sense, I guess. For Squall, I don't think there's any point because he doesn't have a status attack. Uh, and for all the other stats, it was just it was just lower them. So hitting the safe point. While we're on the topic of recommending things, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, I can only recommend this. Just in general, no matter what season. In manga, in anime form, it's all good. Just listen to the songs if you must. Okay, we entered the thingy. It's like a balcony, but it's pretty big. There's, It's like the top of like the Eiffel Tower or some building in New York or something. Um, so the, in the bottom right of the screen, there's like pretty big turbines rotating at pretty slow speeds um, and there's two other couples here one is standing to the left they look like they're almost hugging but only one of the two is almost hugging the other person maybe they're just talking and to the right there's a couple <coughs> sitting like leaning with their backs against the wall and the wall is just waist high 
and it's what would you know if you would look down this building you would put your hands on top of this waist high wall that's what they're leaning with their backs against and i think they're resting their heads on on the shoulders of the other person they're very cute okay we're standing in the middle of this um with Christus, and Christus says uh, she hasn't been here for a long time. She's walking up to the edge, we're following behind. Uh, screen faded to black. Ooh, faded back, and we see Bellum Garden in. It's glowing very brightly in like blue, whitish color. And we see Squall and Quistus from behind, leaning, basically having their hands on that waist-high wall. And it took this long for Quistus to say something, and she's saying, "How? what's the time? How late is it? Squall's looking at her. Now he's not looking at her anymore. He just kind of looked towards her and looked back again. And now he says, slightly past midnight. <clears throat> Christus has poo-hoo! Exclamation mark. And that's it. Uh, by the way, when I was here the first time, I was very confused. Because I thought we were still in Bellum Garden, right? Um, but apparently the training quarters, like this hallway and stuff, is supposed to be much longer than you think. Uh, because we're looking at Bellum Garden from afar here. Christus has I. Christus Streep are not an instructor anymore from this point forward. I am now a seed again, just like you. Maybe we will work together sometime. She's looking to, uh, to at Squall. Squall's looking at her. Squall's looking away again. Nobody's saying anything. Squall's saying dot dot dot. Uh-huh. Christus has stopped looking at Squall. She's saying, is that all? <clears throat> Nobody's saying anything. This is so awkward. Uh, uh, Squall is saying, Well, it's decided already, isn't it? What am I gonna say about... What am I supposed to say about that? Quistus did like a half shrug. And now both are looking forward again. Wow, you two... There's like no chemistry here. Christus says, dot dot dot, they said I wasn't fit to be an instructor, that I didn't have the required leadership skills. She's kind of slumped down, resting her elbows on the, uh, on the waist high wall and arching her back. Now she's arched her back. Wait, did I say it right then? Because she was slumped over and now she's like straight up. Um, straightened her back. She says, I, I became a seed with 15. Uh, at 17, I became an instructor. That's not even one year ago, which when I was here last time, I was like, what? Chris is supposed to be 18? That's super, like, she struck me as, like, 25 or something, at least. I wonder 
what the problem was. Oh, I wonder what the cause was, is what Krista says. Aw, she says, I tried so hard. Now she turned to Squall. Squall having turned his fucking back on her. Uh, in the meantime. And Chris is saying, are you even listening? Oh, Squall, your life is so hard. He, he shrugged. He was like, no, he didn't shrug. He was like, oh, he sighed. There we go. And he's saying, are you dot 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 finished? Oh, now he... He leans on the waist-high wall with his back, and he rests his bo his his elbows on the on the wall, and he's saying, "I don't like stories like that." Now he's waving her off, or he's just waving whatever. He's saying the sorrow and the oh shit, these words are too close by for each other for me to. I would have translated both with uh, sorrow. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, let's say the sorrow and the worries. Of other people, what am I gonna? What am I supposed to say about them at all? Chris is saying, "I'm not expecting that you're saying anything about it. It's enough to just listen." Squall, stop leaning on the wall. He's saying, "Well, then go talk to the wall." Chris says, "Did you ever have the?" need to tell somebody else of your thoughts and feelings Squall uh, crossed his arms and he's looking towards the ground away from Quistus saying everybody has to deal with his own crap <clears throat> oh he walked a step away I don't want I don't want uh uh Squall doesn't want other people to, you know, <laughs> shit, give, uh, come to him with their problems, okay? It's as good as I can translate that. Squall walked out of the picture, Chris is standing there alone, blinking. Now she says, no leadership qualities, dot, dot, dot. I'm starting to understand what they meant camera pans up Bellum Garden we see a lot of Bellum Garden Quistus just panned out of the frame there's a big lightning thing no not lightning just a little bit of lighting emanating from Bellum Garden towards the sky in a upwards upward direction and the screen faded to black now for the most awkward walk back ever <laughs> because we're now Squall and Christus again and that was that was just horrible that entire scene like it wasn't bad um Lee made or anything but it was oh god if that happened in real life I would not want any part of it that was just painful like Squall being a total ass and Christus like not picking the right person to talk to here. Uh, guess we're gonna vent by killing some vegetables. We're fighting two of the vegetable things with the forearms ending in leaves that are being waved around. While that is happening, let me turn down the volume a bit again. 
Let me read to you a tiny little bit out of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 1, Phantom Blood, um, Volume 2. Manga time with pizza. <clears throat> oh, both of the vegetables are dead. But I'm gonna read to you anyway. Um, I forget if he's called Jonathan or Joseph Joestar. Let's see if it says at the end here. Uh, hmm, doesn't. Let's just assume it's Jonathan. Jonathan Joestar, <coughs> he's in kind of an, a very action-y pose, but he's just clutching part of uh, his jacket. Oh, he has a giant thing stuck in his like chest. And he's clutching that chest. <clears throat> he's saying, Gah! De Dio's been affected. His skin is burning off. But, but... Then the next panel we see a hand um, in like... It's like a very tense hand. And it's very, very much on fire. The entire arm is also shown being on fire. In the next panel we see the same hand close-up of the fingers they look very burned and there's little sound effects going rip rip and we see another close-up now of just the finger again with the rip sound effects and we see the skin peeling off and the bone beneath and now we see um, I forgot his first name but his last name is Speedwagon and he says yeah he's being burned but he's recomposing his own skin at the same time. That must be the reason why his wound healed up after he was shot directly in the brain. That was the first page. Now on the second page we see a big giant image of Jonathan Joestar's face being very concerned and sweating. And it's saying in giant letters, this fire isn't enough to beat him. And then in smaller letters, he's he's continuing to attack even while his body is burning up and then we see like two-thirds of a page of Dio being completely on fire looking more or less unfaced by it uh, in an attacking motion he flipped the page oh and we see that he has a giant armchair in his hand and he's swinging it the armchair is on fire um, uh, and in the next panel Speedwagon is shown kind of perplexed going what um, yeah let that be enough for now Manga time with pizza. oh hey um, we just walked across a metal girder and we stopped then and now there's a text box going ah and Quistus ran in front of us. She says, a scream, uh, fast squall. Now we both uh, run somewhere. Screen is black. Oh, there's the woman. Um, she says, call. It's the woman from the when we were lying in the infirmary. And we only saw, you know, I described her as being very fashionable. Because she is. Uh, she says, squall, Quisty. Squall drew his gun blade and the giant insectoid that was um, 
I don't know, it was menacingly close to the girl. Okay, let's... Ooh, there's two draws we could have... Two new draws we could have from the um, insect thing. And we can draw protests from... Okay, there's a big flying insect thing. And there's two... Uh, no, three squall... Fucking, why can't I not talk? There's three small... Uh, kind of armadillo-looking motherfuckers called Raldo. And the big... Insect dude is called Granaldo. Is this a pizzeria or am I just racist? Uh, we're gonna cast. I'm not racist, by the way. I'm sorry. We're gonna cast ice <clears throat> on one of the three Raldos because ideally I want to kill two Raldos, then draw all the protests from one Raldo, and then kill the third Raldo to then draw everything from Granaldo <laughs> to then kill Granaldo. The Raldos are attacking us for about 50 damage each. Quistis is at, or Quisti, how the woman called her, um, is at about 300. I'm gonna do her ultimate once she's low enough. Because that's a viable strategy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, for now I'm just focusing on one Raldo. Seeing... Oh yeah, it died. So now we're gonna kill the second Raldo. That sound is coming from the flying insectoid called Granaldo. Oh, now I see. It's kicking the Raldos into us. That's what's happening here. Fun. It's like an interaction between the enemies. Um, I have a bunch of... Like, I have a... I have a problem with this audio-only Let's Play. Uh, the problem is... My girlfriend uh, very much likes to work or do whatever, just chill in the living room while I'm playing this game. So we're just... Because she just kind of... You know... I'm playing it and then she's working on something and then... Every once in a while she'll be like, Oh, you're fighting this uh, enemy. That's cool. I remember him. And oh, you're on this cutscene. That was pretty fun and whatever, you know. But either it's this or it's recording the podcast. But I think the best solution is because today I was like, Hey, uh, I kind of want to start a second series, a second game basically inside of the podcast. Um, and she was like, yeah, sure, cool. Uh, but she didn't realize that meant the game that I'm gonna do, she cannot kind of watch me play, right? Because I can't really record a podcast while not being alone. Like, how does that work? Unless the other person is also part of the podcast, of course, then it's not a problem. But if not, then it's weird. So I came to the solution, by the way, I need to drink a bit of By the way, two of the Raldos are dead. We're drawing protests from the third, and it's every once in a while it's getting kicked into us. So my solution for podcasting in general and this whole problem of uh, do I play the game 
just casually without doing anything but playing the game when my girlfriend is around or do I record a dumb podcast my solution is two save files and when I first said that she was like no that's silly and I was like well think about it uh, whenever you're around I'm gonna play save file A and whenever I'm recording my podcast I'm gonna play save file B so it's like I'm having two relationships N none of the other you know the uh, safe B is not gonna know anything I do with a uh, safe A and, and vice versa so nobody has to be jealous or anything uh, another thing happened uh, after episode 3 of this podcast I just happened to play pretty far ahead on that save um, and then when it came to the decision to just keep recording from where I was then and being like hey here's the million things you missed in the meantime or going back to the last save and continuing the podcast from basically here where we are right now when I was at the point where I had to make that decision Daniel told me that I missed Siren and, and a million other things so that was a nice way out of this whole predicament um, we're still hitting the well we're kind of not even hitting it I'm mostly drawing blind from it. I'm trying to hit it with Quistus to put it to sleep, but it's not really falling asleep. I'm gonna try one more time. Mm, didn't fall asleep still, so I'm just gonna keep drawing while it's not asleep. Who cares? Um, where was I? Daniel saved me. Because, yeah, he basically made me... gave me... oh, now it fell asleep gave me a reason to start over again um, but what that means is that I've seen already pretty far into the future from here so if you're bummed out about the whole thing oh he's playing with his girlfriend and then he's gonna know everything already all the time he's not gonna be surprised by anything um, unfortunately that did happen already for like the next I don't know how many hours of where we are right now even before coming up with this whole concept of doing it. And I don't think it's... I don't think it's hurting the podcast at all, honestly. Uh, or the, the quality, the... Uh, whatever, you know? I don't think it's hurting anything, honestly. Okay, Squall is full of blinds. There's a second question mark spell we can draw here, though. Drawing it right now, it's... It is... Shell! That is protest just for magic and that might just be pretty, you know, give you high stats when you junction it. Okay, seeing as we have to draw a whole nother set of two 100s here for the shell uh, spell. And as this thing is not that big of a danger at all. I uh, have another recommendation thing. There's so many things I have to recommend. This one is No Longer Human by Junji Ito. Uh, I have every Junji Ito manga I can get my hands on. I even have a 
I even have one in Spanish because I wanted it so bad that apparently I didn't check well enough if it was in English and I can only find it in in Spanish anywhere. I, I cannot find it in English. It's called Black Paradox. Apparently about a group of teenagers who want to commit suicide or something. Uh, Junji Ito is fucked up. Shit he does is fucked up. Uh... Most of, most of the manga I have of him are short story collections. Sometimes there's like a big overarching story throughout all of the short story uh, is, stories. And sometimes it's just like a collection of stories that are not really related to each other. With maybe sometimes like, oh, these 10 stories suddenly are connected. Uh, anyway, this this one though, No Longer Human, is just like one continuous story and it's... I'm at page 324 and it looks I'm pretty much exactly halfway. It's apparently also not only based on a true story, but basically like a completely true story, more or less. So far there wasn't anything too supernatural, I guess, or whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a horror manga. Um, it's very cool. So, if you want to check out manga at all, check out Junji Ito if you're into horror. Check out JoJo's if you're into ridiculousness. Check out Berserk if you're into if you just want to read a good manga because Berserk is the best manga I've ever read. Um, check out Shigurui if you're into like feudal Japan. And, and uh, sword fighting. Check out Guns if you're into sci-fi. Uh, check out Battle, Roy Battle Royale if you're into... Uh, gore and brutality, I guess. And check out uh, Oyasumi Punpun if you're into fucked up psychological shit. Those are my manga recommendations of the year, uh, of the year 2019. I'll have new ones at the end of, uh, at the beginning of 2021. <sighs> We're still drawing Shell. Weird that they didn't translate Shell. Um, but they did feel the need to call blind blender should have called shell Charlotte then mm. so I did tell you all about this the display area of my shelf huh even showed you a photo of it told you about the squall and the sedan statue on top of it and there's a giant Chen Li uh, statue behind those two I also recently, just yesterday, I found uh, Sephiroth. How? Oh God! How do you pronounce that in English? Sephiroth, maybe. Found a statue of him. Uh, all of these belong to my girlfriend, by the way. In another shelf, and I was like, "Hey, wait! Why is this dude in not not where Squall and Sidan and uh, Cloud are?" And she didn't know, so I took him and I put him there. So now there's uh, Sephiroth next to the Sora Funko Pop. Okay, I'm gonna cast Vita. 
because uh, Chris is full on everything. Squall just has to draw a couple more shells, I guess. While he does that, Chris is gonna heal everybody up. Now we're gonna kill Ronaldo. That's not actually his name, is it? He attacks for 26, by the way. Uh, yep. Squall is full of shell. Squall is full of shell. It's so confusing with all these cells and squalls and shells and... Well, there's no shawls, but... Um, yeah, we all drawn up. So now we're just gonna hit him. Until he dies, I guess. Uh, what the hell, let's... Cast analysis and see what he's made of. Literally. Also, I guess we can put up the volume again. We're scanning. He's called Granaldo. I'm sorry. It's an insectoid monster. Uh, this life form was supposed to be extinct. He attacks with uh, talents and his uh, tail. Level 11, 600 out of 1500 HP. It's a fly monster, apparently. He's weak against, I think that's a tornado symbol. We don't have any wind spells, but 600, he's gonna be dead any second now. I, there was one more thing I was gonna say where I digressed into the whole s uh, strategy of playing with my girlfriend and doing podcasts and stuff, which is that I wanna do another series with Kingdom Hearts? Tell me if you'd enjoy that, I guess. I might even wanna, like, have that i might just record the first episode of that right now <laughs> um and then there's a whole bunch of other ps1 games mostly rpgs as well one called jade cocoon which is like a cross between uh final fantasy and pokemon i guess um and then there's Wagrant story which i could play there's galarians there's parasite eve there's porsche challenge Oh cool, Shiva um, got her cold trans something, transformer. The fashionable lady collapsed and two just people I've never seen before jumped into the scene. They look helpful, kind of like ninjas. Uh, they are saying, it's too dangerous here, let's go. They are approaching me. She is saying dot dot dot, yes. They helped her up. One is holding her back, the other is walking after them. Um, they are just walking away. We are slowly turning. Uh, and Quist is saying, who was that? Weird. She said Quisty, and Quist doesn't know who she was. And she was visiting Squall in the hospital, and now she's not saying word. Who is that? What's going on? Okay, we're back in the first area of the training hall. We're leaving the training hall. And uh, let's see what, what's gonna happen next, because I don't know. I have no idea. It's the middle of the night. Oh, uh, we're in the hallway to the training hall and Quistus and Squall just separated. Quistus says, Squall, nobody can just live alone by himself. Keep living alone by himself. And she's walking away. She's so pissed. Squall is saying, who says that? Exclamation mark, uh, question mark. 
Oh, I also do want to do a Let's Play of Metal Gear Solid 2. Or just a Metal Gear Solid series, because Daniel won't. So I'm going to do it. And I'm the biggest fan of Metal Gear Solid ever. Oh no. Has it started? Like I'm five episodes into the first series, so now it's time to start a million other series to then never finish any of them. Except so far I'm good on, like, I'm on track, huh? Aren't I? We are in the hallway with the cicadas. Um, it's like a, an open hallway, right? That's why you can hear the cicadas so well. Xel's standing here. He's saying, yo, there you are. Xel is saying, where did you go exactly? I was looking for you everywhere. <clears throat> We're now actual seeds. And the really cool thing about it is, we are now all having separate rooms. Your room is just across your old one. Uh, that's, uh, I was supposed to tell you, uh, that's why I was looking for you forever. And that's it. We're gonna walk up to him and talk. And he's saying, your room is right across from your old one. <laughs> Which is weird. Because it's not like we're gonna have to pick out our room out of like a million doors. We just walk to the end of this hallway and we're in our room. Okay, but it's a bigger room. It's a different room, I guess. That's important. And Squall is saying, I need sleep. And the screen fa faded to black. Squall is lying in bed with his uniform. No, with his just regular clothes. Selfie's apparently knocking. She's saying, Squall, our first job as seats. We're supposed to go to Timber, apparently. The command says, the, the direction, the order says, uh, in civil clothes, go to the map area. Go. Yep. Ooh, I didn't find that last time. We found the magazine Weapons April on our desk. <coughs> Gonna attempt and look at that. Yep, I can. Uh, okay. Ah, I think I get it now. Look, we have Weapon March. Um... Yeah, and this has all the basic models of four different weapons. Uh, these being the gun blade, um, fists, or like, these are gloves, I guess. Um, this is Selfie's weapon, which are these two sticks connected by a chain, and then there's a whip, a chain whip. So these are the four basic types of weapons for our four party party people and then now we found weapons april which has upgraded versions of those uh well it's the gun blade it's the gloves and then it's a weird full moon ring which looks more like uh renoa's weapon yes i've played pretty far ahead already um and then there's a um like a shotgun which I guess is Irvine's, but I only know that because 
that's uh, I've played far enough to to encounter Irvine uh, years and years and years ago when I played this game for the last time. Okay, let's do what Selfie says. Ah, <sighs> familiar music. There's three people standing here in the hallway. Uh, we're talking to the girl. The girl is saying, "And what? What happened to the story?" Uh, somebody's saying, "How? What are you talking about?" Uh, she's saying, "You were. You had an argument, didn't you?" Somebody's saying, "An argument? Not that I know of." Somebody else is saying, "Right." Uh huh. It's always the same with you, both of you. Okay. So that was entirely pointless. Uh, oof, I want to play a whole lot of Triple Triad um, before leaving for Dollard. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I, I'm able to like go where Selfie just told me, have my briefing or whatever, and then get told to leave for Dollard, but then return to Battle of Garden and play Triple Triad forever. Pretty sure that'll work. Okay, I'm in the map area. There's nobody here. Uh, I'm gonna save. Oh, there's even more I want to recommend. Uh, a Switch game I stopped playing for like a quarter of a year or even more but I've been playing it again recently and it's um, Octopath Traveler it's a cool RPG and now we're in a cutscene there's Sid there's one of these yellow oval faces there's Selfie and Squall Yellow oval face saying dot dot dot, uh, only one minute. And there's Cell, he jumped over the thingy and he's on a fucking hoverboard and he looks so dumb. And now he stopped in a cool way right next to the oval face and now he kicked the board so it's now upright and in his hand and he says, made it. The instructor person says, the driving T-board is, is not allowed here. Did you forget that? Sal says, sorry, sorry. He actually says, sorry, sorry, not tut mir leid, tut mir leid, how it would be in German. Uh, but it's super practical. Uh, I bet it's useful for seat missions. The instructor says, uh, we're going to be the judges of that. He walks up to Xel, he takes the T-board from him. He says, confiscated, confiscated. A second instructor walked up and the board is just gone and the second instructor is walking out again. And we're back to only having one instructor that was complicated. And he's saying, you may be seeds, but you're still uh, students of this garden. And as seeds, you have to act uh, as a role model responsibly um, breaking the rules is not gonna be uh, per, per <laughs> allowed uh, director Sid is saying your first 
assignment, isn't it? Your destination is the city timber. Uh, there you will be given to an organization uh, at the train station of timber there is going to be a, uh, a person from that organization that will contact you uh, he'll he'll say the following thing to you the forest has changed and you're gonna answer with, but the, uh, there's still some owls alive. That's the name of the secret code word. Uh, also, then you're gonna, a director Sid says, um, follow their commands. Sell is saying, uh, just as three. The instructor says, yes, uh, we did. Uh, accept this assignment for a very cheap price. Usually we wouldn't even take such assignments at all. Dr. Sid says, ah, let's not talk about the details. Did I say, did I say Dr. Sid? Ah, uh, director, am I, it's Principal Sid. Have I been saying director all this time? I hope this still makes sense. If not, I'm I'm so, so sorry. It's Principal Sid, and he's saying, Squall, you're the leader. Uh, so you are, you have the command. Xal and Selfie, both of you have to support Squall to your best abilities. Uh, please complete this mission successfully, and that's it. Okay. I'm gonna try to play triple try it with Principal Sid and he's only saying Alright Squall, I almost forgot. This item is cursed, but it might be a mighty weapon in the hands of a hero. And it's a Wonder Lamp. Um, if you look at that Wonder Lamp in, in your items, it says SAVE BEFORE USING THIS! <laughs> Which is a hell of an advice. Okay, we're walking back towards the center of Bellum Garden. And next time we're gonna get on a train to uh, Timber. But before that I'll play a bunch of Triple Triad and what else will I do? Well, I guess walk to Bellum to then take the train to Timber. Okay, saving. Win the map area again, right? This is where we save now. Uh, and that's it. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I hope this episode was a little more relaxed than usual. Uh, not that. Uh, this podcast desperately needed more relaxation or, or something like that. But I just wanted to have a more relaxed episode this time. Maybe next time we're gonna be less relaxed or whatever. Maybe next time we're gonna play a different video game. And then after that we're gonna play some more Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Thank you guys. See you later. Bye bye. Yep. Alright, thank you Pizza.
yeah. Uh, yeah, hi. Welcome to the end of the podcast episode. There's nothing really left to say, except I like to stick little bits at the very, very end of long ones like this, where it hasn't been me. Well, you know, like the the weather report one, I, I couldn't have it just end. So, hey, it's me again, Daniel K, doing the outro. And, well, hey, what what uh, what kind of a thing do I think I could do for you in the outro? I've got something special planned, actually. You might not like it, but it's special nonetheless. I think you'll agree. Like being, I don't know, like having a like having a a golden javelin forced up straight through your body. You'd be like, "Wow, this is really unpleasant. Oh, this is no good at all." But my God, this is a, certainly a special experience. Not very many. Not very many people have been impaled on a golden javelin. What a special experience. Similarly, um, hi. Uh, so, in uh, in in uh, the first half of this podcast, where it was my half of the podcast, I I had an easy listening section, and three of the easy listening songs that I played were by a Japanese band Hose. I first started listening to Hose back in two thousand and fourteen. Um. I, I know this because it was my first semester of uni, and I had a project. Uh, I had to write uh, an essay. It was like an essay writing class. They made us choose a topic and just write an essay. And so it was all about learning the structure of essays. It actually wasn't. I learned about the structure of essays by contacting the um, the uh, learning support team at ECU, and they run classes on the structure of essays. So the actual content of the of the unit that I was learning wasn't in the unit it was it was in you had to sort of do this secret anyway it was it's real fucked and stupid people should learn how to write essays in in school and uni I never did maybe normal maybe normal people do or maybe maybe normal school schools do that but I was writing this thing I was up really late and I tried to have something on in the background and I just downloaded an album by this Japanese jazz band hose and had, like, easy listening tagged into its description. And I was like, okay, this can just go on in the background. And so the first track from their first album plays, it's a track called um, A Thing That Is Not As It Has Been Used To Be. That's uh, track one, album one, Hose. And it starts playing, and I'm like, okay, sure. And I'm doing my work. Um, And I'm just going to play the song in full for you now. It's hidden at the end of a two-hour podcast episode, but still, don't tell the band that I'm doing this. Don't tell a lawyer that I'm doing this. Just don't snitch to anyone who you think might want to come to Australia and give me a big old lawsuit for playing a song in full. But just, here it is. It's, it's, the, it's the first track of their first album completely in full, and I think that's important because at a certain point in the song, I stopped being able to work. And all I could do is sit there listening to the music, coming to this sort of realization, and then slowly smiling, smiling, and just uh, being filled with like an uncontrollable happiness. Uh, And it still happens often. I, I got my son to sleep just a few nights ago by playing this track. And I couldn't stop but like smile while it was playing. It really makes me happy. Um... I don't want to spoil it by saying why it makes me happy. 
But also, my wife walked in and she was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are you doing? No goddamn way. He, he was asleep, but she was like, this is insane behavior that I've walked in on. So, hair is a thing that is not as it has been used to be by Japanese jazz band Hose. From their 2007 first album entitled Hose. Uh, and I'm just going to let it play the episode out. So, see you next time, everyone. Goodbye.
Thank you.